Welcome back to House Rich, the first time homebuyer show where we help millennials figure out where do I get started in real estate and how to build generational wealth. Today's topic is eight red flags you may see when shopping for a home. So an experienced realtor may know a lot of these, they should, but it's always important to do your due diligence as well because, hey, even the best realtor, they may be busy or they may miss something here and there. So I'm going to tell you, Eight things you need to look out for when you're out there looking at homes. Let's get into it. All right, so this is from one of the first homes that I ever looked at during like my home ownership journey. And I remember going into this house and I was like, man, they had just cleaned it. They had like the, the orange cleanest smell. I know y'all probably smell the lemon. The orange cleanest smell is the best cleanest smell out there. And so I remember going to the house. They also had like some incense or something going as well. I think it was like orangey as well or tropic or something like that. And I was like, man, they just cleaned the place. It's a good smelling home. Okay. And my realtor was like, nah, bucko, this is a, this is a red flag right here. And so he was like, the reason sometimes folks do this is to mask other smells that will be there once the cleaning smell on the incense is gone. And so it could be like mold from like a moldy smell or dampness type smell. Or most likely, or number one with a bullet, it's usually to mask either like smoking or like pet smells. And so, you know, like pet urine and stuff like that. And think about it. They're trying to mask the smell for two reasons. One is either super expensive to actually like get the smoke smell out the walls and clean that. Um, and same thing with the, with the urine or they just can't get it out. So either way, you're down bad if you're purchasing a property and you don't realize the actual smells associated with the house. So always beware of like smells just for the sake of smells when you're searching for a property. Oh yeah, and by the way, it was cat urine in that situation. So red flag number two is like DIY tiling. So there's nothing wrong with doing stuff yourself. You know, you're on YouTube learning how to do stuff. Folks go on YouTube all the time to learn how to do stuff. The bad thing is when folks can tell that you did it from watching a YouTube video. And so, you know, the aesthetics is one thing, but you gotta think like, if someone is like DIY tiling and stuff like that, and you know, doesn't wanna pay for an actual, you know, professional person to do it to make it look good. Like what other stuff have they done themselves that may not look, there may not be such an eyesore that you don't notice it, right? So you wanna make sure that if someone's like DIY tiling, like in the kitchen or something like that, they probably DIY some other stuff as well. And it's very important for stuff like, like bathrooms or places that like water can get behind. Cause it could be like, maybe they did try to hire a professional and they were like, nah, we gotta pull out, you know, all of this tile and get back behind the, you know, the shower and stuff like that to get out this mold. And they're just like, nah, I don't wanna pay you a couple 500 or whatever hundred dollars it's gonna cost to do that. I'm gonna just go to Home Depot, I'm gonna get some caulk, I'm gonna get some tile, and I'm just gonna fix it myself. So once again, that's something that, honestly, might not necessarily come up during the inspection because your inspector's not gonna get behind the tile, but that's something that may come up down the line like when mold starts to form. Once again, they, they could be all sorts of other DIY projects with cabinets or, or shelving and stuff like that, that once again, 
may not be obvious to the naked eye, but may, you know, start falling in the years to come. So if you see that DIY tiling, just reiterate to the seller, hey, have you done any other home improvement projects in the house so you can keep an eye on it? Because the seller has to disclose certain stuff um, when it comes to the home, but they don't necessarily have to disclose everything unless you ask. All right, so foundation issues. So when you're walking around the house, you want to look at the like the foundation to see if there are any cracks or you know cracks in the building or or outside the home, and also you want to look in like the corners of the rooms to identify foundation issues. And sometimes not super obvious, but things like door sticking and like uneven floors that's an indication of foundation issues. Now sometimes if they're super old houses, that's just how houses settle like that. But you want to make sure that you're aware of that. If it's a new house and like doors are sticky and all that, you know. Be aware that they may be foundation issues. So you want to ask the seller, like, "Hey, have you had got a um, a structural engineer to look at the to look at the property?" Or you know, you can do stuff like you can take um, like a marble and like put it on a counter or the floor and see if it rolls one way or the other. You can you can take like a level to see if the home is actually level. And so. So the visual stuff is something that will be caught during like an appraisal, most likely. But here's the thing with an appraisal. One, at that point, you have your earnest money down. And two, you, you've paid for the appraisal with the lender. Like you can't get your money back for an appraisal. And so when the appraiser notices it, what they're going to say is, hey, you need to pay for a structural engineer in order for me to give a thumbs up or thumbs down to as if there is actual structural damage on this property. And then they get some, you get into a dispute on who's gonna pay for the, the structural engineers, is it the buyer, is it the seller? And so just, just be upfront with the issues you have with the seller so that you can put kind of the ball in their court for or in any issues that may have to do with the foundation. Next, poor maintenance or lack thereof, basically no proof of actual maintenance that was done, right? So. When you're looking at old houses, you know, you want to know how old, like, the, the water heater is, the furnace, and the, the big ticket items in the property. And they should be, have some sort of maintenance record, especially if they're super old. So, like, if the homeowner can't prove, like, the last time, like, X, Y, or Z was looked at, that's probably a red flag to you that, one, it was, maybe it was never looked at, or it was looked at, and, like, the maintenance record says that this needs to be fixed. You always want to know the age of the equipment in the property and the last time that it was maintained like and if someone legit just didn't have anything ever looked at or didn't do any preventative maintenance on it you that's kind of a red flag too because you don't want that um that uh, maintenance bill to fall on you because it could be hey the water heater's good for 10 years you could be on year nine they haven't had it inspected but also nothing's wrong with it either and so that's something you want to have your um your home inspector give a very hard look at is is um, big ticket items in the home that do not have any records of any maintenance being done. Thank you for listening to the show. If you want to connect with other listeners and also dive deeper into topics, as well as attend live trainings every Tuesday at 8 p.m., click the link down below and join the First Time Home Buyer School. See you inside. The next thing is proximity to water. So like a cool feature some houses have is like, there'll be like a creek maybe, like right off your property. Uh, sometimes maybe a little bit further, there'll be like a lake or something like that. So that's a cool visual feature, but you gotta think like, hey, it's going to rain and where does rain go? Rain probably goes where there's water at. That's how the water kind of got there, right? And so you want to know like, hey, ask the seller, has it ever flooded or has this creek or this body of water ever flooded? And that doesn't usually flood or what sometimes happen. Has it ever flooded, right? Because it's all cool until like you get a torrential downpour and now you got water pressed up against your back door and water's um, rolling into the house, right? And so, and the next thing you want to know is like, are you in a, a flood zone as well? So your, your 
your homeowner's insurance person will tell you you're in a flood zone. And if you're in a flood zone, your insurance will be a little bit more to prevent from, it's called flood insurance. So you'll have flood insurance if you're in a flood zone. And also you want to look at just like standing bodies of water. Like if it rained like a day or two ago and there's like still like puddles and stuff in the backyard, that's an indication that there's probably a lot of standing water when it rains, which once again means that there could be water that matriculates into your home when there's a large, large downpour. I learned this from uh, recently when I was going on a home search was making sure you check out the windows because cool windows are cool and unique windows are cool until you have to get them replaced. Like if the house has unique windows and they're like old windows, it's gonna be very hard. Or, you know, the harder it is, the more expensive it is to actually replace those windows. And so how it works is you also aren't gonna be, if it's a super unique window, you're probably gonna to have to get them like all replaced at once because that that uh, broker or whoever is not gonna be like, yeah, I got, I got, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna sell you one of this super unique window. You may have to get like, five, six, seven, or eight windows replaced at the same time, and that may become super expensive. So that's just something you gotta weigh the cost of having like cool windows on a property versus what it may cost to repair those windows in the future. All right, next we're gonna talk about mold, right? And so depending on what part of the country we're in, there could be, sometimes mold is kind of normal in houses, and sometimes it's, you hear like black mold, which is like bad mold to inhale and all that. You from your, the, the, your eyeballs cannot tell that. Your realtor from their eyeballs cannot tell it. The seller's realtor from their eyeballs cannot tell it. If you see mold, you need a report from that seller on like on paper that there is that is not bad mold. It is not active mold. Because there's sometimes there's mold in house, but there's a difference between like active mold and, and mold that is progressing. And so the seller needs to verify to you that that mold is not bad. Or I'll just put it like that, not bad mold. And you also would still want to get your own inspection as well. And so the point of the report from the seller is that they've already done the due diligence in the first place to actually prove that the mold is not bad. And so you're just getting a, a test to verify that. If they haven't got any sort of report at all, you want that seller to pay for that mold report for before you even make an offer. And last but not least is water damage. And so water damage is a huge red flag. And I think everyone knows it's a red flag. So if you see it, it means that that is the water damage that the seller could not hide, essentially, right? And so there may be other sorts of water damage. Maybe they painted over it. Maybe they put some new baseboards up or something like that. So if you see water damage, there's probably signs that there's a lot more going on, whether it's from the, the roof and you have a, like a bad roof. Roofs are super, super expensive to replace um, or it's something to do with the, once again, you being in a flood zone. And so once again, water damage is kind of like a hard stop for lenders. So, um, you want your home inspector to look at that, but like when you're going through the appraisal process, the once again, the appraiser will indicate on the appraisal that, hey, there's particularly potentially like a leak in the roof or something like that. The Now the buyer has to get another inspection in order to prove that this is not active um, water damage or just old water damage that is no longer, or it's like null and void at this point. So once again, you always want to get that report from the seller to make sure that the water damage is not active. And once again, the purpose of the report is because it lets the seller do the first level of due diligence because if the report says, yes, there's a leak in the roof, now you're like, seller, okay, you need to figure this out before I even make an offer. So hopefully that helped you. Those are eight um, red flags when shopping for a home. If I missed something, let me know. Drop them in the comment section. And um, good luck on your home ownership journey. If you need help with anything, join my first time home buyer community. We'll love to connect with you. We'll love for you to connect with other folks going through the same uh, things you're going through. And as always, 
buy land. Rumor has it they're not making any more of it. See you next week. Imagine having your loan canceled two weeks before closing. Well, that happened to my wife and I on this home back here. Luckily, I had a great realtor who smoothed things out with the seller, found me a better lender, and we closed only a week later. Realtors matter. But how do you know if it's a good realtor or a bad realtor? Well, we'll help you cut through some of the fog with our realtor and lender referral network. So let us know where you're looking and we'll send you a list of pre-vetted realtors. No cost to you to help take a little bit of stress out of the biggest financial decision of your life.